You're listening to The Sideline Story, the past, present and future of Rugby League, their journey, their sideline story. Episode 40 and the kickoff of season two. I am your host, Daniel Tassoni, and back with me in the virtual studio are my co-hosts and my two favorite people to argue rugby league with, Nicholas Guild and Ryan Clark. What a fucking G up, boys. It's good to be back. How are you both? Good, mate. Let's keep the virtual ones to a minimum, though, this year. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what do you think? There's a reason why. (laughs) What'd you say with your non-mic, with your non-mic audio? Phenomenal. Oh, phenomenal. So just for the listeners, um, the listeners uh, knowledge, uh, Ryan and I have new headsets and microphones or the microphones from last year, but you know, ours are plugged in. Nick on the other hand's gone full 1960s mode and (laughs) has no headphones, has no microphone. The microphone's there, mate. What are you talking about? It's right here. Oh, Look, you see it. It's we can see camera. it. Tap it, tap it. Yeah, tap it. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> Boys, big off season. What did you get up to? Watched a lot of cricket. Ah, oh, boo. Next. A lot of cricket. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch cricket, Clark. I just can't compute with you. I can't. I love it. Mm-hmm. Nick? I don't know. Just summer stuff. Surfing. Summer stuff. You don't surf. I live, near, I live near the beach. Yeah, but you don't surf. I, I've got a surfboard. Yeah, I know, but you don't surf. <laughs> I stand up, but yeah. I fall over. Oh, okay. Well, that's not too surfing. bad. Hey. Well, boys, do we like the new intro music of the podcast? It's paying homage to the episode that got us on the map. Episode 17, when Nick had his blow up, mostly at Clarkey, and Clarkey was angry for the first time in his life, I think, where um, you both flipped out at each other over the Sinbin crackdown, which was in Magic Round of the 2021 season. Um, I like the intro, but I don't know no, what it's you think. It's good. <laughs> it's, a, <clears throat> it's a bit more, it's what? I'm trying to think of the word. It's obviously a personal. lot more original and personal. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, it's ours. It's the ours. Other one was a bit, the other one was the other one was good, but this one's ours. I like this one. I like mm. it a lot. I like I like how Nick blows up. Everyone brings that episode, which is episode seventeen, by the way, for references to the to the listeners, the loyal listeners. Um, everyone brings that up as their favorite episode or thereabouts, next to our interviews and stuff. Because Nick and man, that was the best. I listened to it the other day, and it's one hour. I ha- I remember I wrote the seventeen. 17- people that got done by sin bins and send-offs and uh, the judiciary and whatever. And I was like, oh, this will be a quick, you know, 10 minutes. I'll just talk about it. Agree, disagree, next one. And it went for a fucking hour. <laughs> one hour. You were arguing. It was the best thing ever. Mate, I still remember I recorded that in the middle of my backyard and I, and my <laughs> wife came out because she was like, what are you doing? I was just yelling. <laughs> <laughs> the, best part, the best part was when... Um, 
we had a break and I was like, oh, you boys ready to talk about the next game? And you you were like, oh, no, nah, I just need a little break. And Nick goes, yeah, give me five minutes. I'm fucking annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best. I swear to God. It's so good. But anyway, before we get into today's episode, episode 40, the off-season bunker review, I wanted to share some massive updates for our loyal listeners. Just to summarize the revamp of our podcast during our time off and what you guys can look forward to as well. So first things first, we are less than three weeks out from the start of the NRL season. So in the lead up to the kickoff for the world's premier rugby competition, that's right, for both rugby league and union, just to reiterate, our schedule will consist of today's episode being the off-season bunker review. Next week for episode 41, we will share our crystal ball predictions and team previews. Then the following week, on Tuesday, March the 8th, for episode 42, we will di- dissect round one's team this Tuesday. Secondly, I'd like to announce our new sponsorship with Akasha Brewing Company, a lovely brewery based in Five Dock, New South Wales. For those day one listeners, you'll all be aware that our boy Ryan Keith Clark, his favorite beer of all time is made by Akasha. He's in the first couple. Oh, there you go. Nick's holding up the beers now. <laughs> Mate, um, Clarky, prior to you saying that, I remember you brought uh, you brought beers to the cottage recording studio, and you're like, "This is my favorite beer of all time." And you're like, "One day we'll get sponsored, in general, by a beer company." And I was like, "Oh, maybe we should get sponsored by Akasha." And then the stars aligned in the off season, and we met the owner, Dave Patton, who was a master of his craft, by the way, and teed it up. And now we're sponsored by a very well known craft beer of Australia. And it's fantastic, this partnership that we're going to take into the future together. Sideline story. It is. It's exciting. Mate, yeah. and to go on, we've got two beer companies mm-hmm. now. And that's just, and that's why I don't want to get too deep into this, but that's why I love, that's why I always drink craft beer is because the intermingling between all the companies, they, they don't look at it from a, us versus them perspective it's always they're always a united front the small the small craft breweries trying to take on the giants of Lion nathan and fosters and carlton united and that's why rusty penny were happy to stay on board with the casher and vice versa casher were happy to to intermingle with them it's awesome and it is wild like they were like more than happy to do that so we're happy rusty penny staying on board uh, excited that it cashes on board too. And uh, we're also still in partnership with our charity sponsor, the Arian Co. But with a casher, uh, for the listeners, something to look forward to this year. We will be in and out of their brewery for some recorded sessions. Uh, more importantly, a casher and the sideline story are looking to host a live recorded session for you guys to come and take part in, to have a drink with us for a meet and greet event. So more details of that will be announced later in the season. We'll hash it out, but mate, I'm excited for that. Um, Another thing that Akasha is going to tee up for us is um, an online competition called the Akasha Cross Sideline Story Beer Packs. They'll be won through a competition that we create. Again, more details of that later in the season, but mate, I'm excited. It's going to be a cordial little partnership there. Nick and I went there for a photo shoot. Obviously, Clucky, you couldn't come, but mate, Nick, very impressive. (laughs) Very impressive establishment. 
Ah, uh, yeah. And like, like he said, you know, super good blokes, professional fella, you know, and he even showed us how it all works. It was, it was a tour. It was great. Yeah. It was insane. So, mate, and look, Clarky, I've been converted. He's my favorite beer now. So, <laughs> it's, it's actually really fucking good. But anyway, this one, this yeah. one's the goer. The Ooh, lime yeah. zest, lime zest ghost. But anyway, next thing I'd like to say uh, is a big thank you to our listeners for the love uh, we received for our off season interviews. The first being with ex Hungarian international Brent Varga, and the latter being with ex-NRL and Super League prop forward Lani, Leilani Latu. Mate, they were both champion blokes. Very interesting interviews. So if you haven't had a listen to those, make sure you get onto it. We were hoping to have more organised throughout the off-season, but the Omicron strain for COVID screwed us for the 80th time. Hopefully we don't have to speak that word again, just like Voldemort. COVID's like nothing now. But um, look, there are more lined up throughout the season and they will drop. Just keep an eye out for those, but make sure you get on to Brent Varga and Leilani Latu's sideline story. Last thing I want to say, last update. I'm sure you guys have noticed the socials pages have had a little makeover. Uh, We went for a much cleaner aesthetic look and have set out to engage with our ever-growing follower base by posting more frequently across the season to engage with you guys. But something else you will notice this season will be a little change to our weekly episodes from time to time. So earlier we said we don't want to do the virtual studio, but we might have to do that more often because the three of us have scheduled clashes more so than often this time around. But the only drama we'll have is we might have to post an episode on a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday. We're going to try our hardest to have all three of us on the weekly episodes. And we're going to try our hardest to do them live and in person. But that's about it, boys. It's our updates for our beautiful, lovely podcast. He's ready for this week? Yes. Episode 40. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> Today's all about the off-season. Episode 40, the off-season bunker review. So we have some glorious topics to discuss from the off-season that I'm sure will cause a stir amongst the three of us, which is very well overdue. I hate, I fucking hate the off-season, boys. I love arguing with you about rugby league. I'm very excited that we're back. So today we will be discussing 10 topics. The Dolphins recruitment, players signing a year in advance for other clubs, pre-season fixtures, 2022 rule changes, disparity of free-to-air matches, Dramas with the NRL's new TV deal. The New Zealand Warriors delayed return home. Forward passes. Forfeiting matches in the Super League. And lastly, controversial off-season player movements. Just quickly, as of today, checking in with our major rugby league competitions around the world. The NRL in week three of their trials with the New Zealand Maori defeating the Indigenous All-Stars a couple of weeks prior. Super League have completed two rounds of their regular season. So far, St. Helens, Huddersfield, Wigan, Warrington and Southford are undefeated. The championship division is already four rounds down with Featherston Rovers, the only team to be four from four. In the French Elite One competition, James Maloney's club, FC Les Young, are undefeated with an eight-game win streak. And finally, we are only a few days away from the kickoff of the delayed 2021 NRL women's season. I've said a lot, boys. Let's go. Topic one. The Dolphins recruitment. 
in our end of season episode of 2021, the Ultimate Bunker Review, which is episode 39, we all predicted that this offseason was going to be the biggest and most exciting silly season of signings in NRL history. Well, I think it's safe to say that the prediction was well off the mark, particularly surrounding the NRL's brand new franchise, the Dolphins, who are set to join the competition in 2023. So far, the club have made eight key signings. As we predicted, they snagged Wayne Bennett as their head coach. Their first official player signing was Felice Kafusi from the Storm. Following this, they signed Ray Stone, Jermaine Izarko, Jesse Bromwich, Kenny Bromwich, Mark Nichols, and Isaiah Katoa, who is a junior from the Panthers. That's two props, two second rowers, one lock, one winger, one half, and a coach. They also signed four players on development contracts, one of them being Adequi Luke, who's a 14-year-old, which is Isaac Luke's son. The question I have, boys, have the Dolphins gotten off to a great start on the signing front or is their recruitment underwhelming? I think it's, it's underwhelming. Fine. You're both, you're both, it's underwhelming. You're both on, the, on the bandwagon for that? Well, it's, it's underwhelming, but you have to assume that they've got a plan, a plan in place and they're sticking to that plan that, I'm assuming their plan is not to pay huge overs for for players. Don't you think they've done that for a few players? Like particularly the from the eight they've signed, I'm pretty sure seven of them. Oh, sorry, not including the coach. From the seven players they've signed, pretty sure five of them are over thirty, or will be over thirty when by the time it's 2023. I feel like they're paying overs at the moment because they did miss out on a lot of players. They missed out on apparently. Campbell Gillard, Tina Faso Malawi, Harry Grant, Pappenhausen, Munster, Papali'i, Mani, Carrigan, Welch, Junior Paulo, Brandon Smith, Ponga. Like, you know, like that's a lot of players. For me, I reckon Brandon Smith was, they were banking on Brandon Smith. And I reckon maybe if they got Brandon Smith a little <laughs> bit earlier, things might have fallen a bit differently. But because they didn't, and they're a new club, and no one seemed to be signing. I think players got cold feet and they went, you know what? They, they just don't have anyone. I don't want to be the only one there. Mm. And then, you know, you get Kafusi. I mean, I watched the storm trial. Some people are saying things like, oh, the storm, I have a mass exodus. They, they've got, they're, they're super professional. They know who's coming in to replace those players. Yeah. So Kafusi goes, then, um, then you've got uh, the Bromwich brothers. I mean, as soon as, um, like Jesse Bromwich, he's uh, he's coming to the end, right? He's only got a couple of years left, in my opinion, right? He was one of the best, if not the best prop at one point, but he's super a lot of a lot of experience, captain of New Zealand, and I think I said to Dan as soon as he's as soon as Jesse went, I said uh, Kenny his go brother's going to go. Kenny's going to go as well for sure. Yeah. They're both going to go. And if you think about it, that's three representative forwards they've got there. I mean, Ray Stone's not a representative, but, I mean, he played – when he wasn't playing hooker, he, he hits like a tank. He's a bench player, but he would mm. be a starter. Like, he'll, he'll come off the bench. He'll be in the 17. Um, that kid from Penrith, they've got massive raps on him. They reckon that him and Ezra Mann are the best two halves coming out of the juniors right now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he, he's got to go as well. Where, where's his position at Penrith? 
Oh, I, mean? I, like, I found I found it a bit rich that uh, their CEO, uh, Brian Fletcher, the Panther CEO, come out and said, "Oh, you know, uh, yeah, he's our junior." And it's like, mate, you got ten thousand juniors a year to pick from. So yeah, this Isaiah, yeah, yeah. this Isaiah Katoa is, yeah, apparently the best half he, across he the whole pop. He wouldn't play first grade for ten years. Why exactly. Would, why would he stay? Exactly. Yeah. Why would he stay? Exactly. I mean. You got players like Ben Hunt. Remember when Ben Hunt first came through? He actually had to sit on the bench for a long period of time. Yeah. Players now don't have to, you don't have to do that if there's a new club. And if you're the next best thing, why not take advantage of it? Hundred percent, mate. Look, the 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 next one that's apparently the next cab off the rank to sign with the Dolphins is Jared Wallace, another player that's over thirty, another prop. Uh, they've got a, a long list. I'm not going to name them all because they might not come to fruition, but. I'm with you. I think it's a little bit underwhelming. Like when they did miss out on Brandon Smith, who was supposed to be their first signing, as you said, guilty, uh, they announced Felice Kafusi, and a lot of people went, oh, that's good. But they were all like, oh, like, is that your first signing? Yeah, they're doing the... Current Australian thick and rower. Yeah, yeah, he is. I'm not saying he's bad. It's a good signing. It's just like everyone was just like, ah, oh, he's going to be like 34 when he gets here. Hey, tell, you what they, tell you what they won't be, though. Exciting to watch. Just keep signing all these Melbourne players. They just they'll know how to wrestle. Yeah. They'll know how to chicken wing and cannonball and hip drop. I have, I have this feeling you still don't like the storm, Clarky. <laughs> I, I think when um Wayne Bennett was uh was we got the coaching gig, I just think that they thought that this was gonna be easy. I think that they think that oh Wayne will just pull all these players in. I, I just I got a funny feeling that that people are a little worried that Wayne's getting older. Mm. don't get me wrong. He's an awesome coach. Look what he did last year. He's an awesome coach, but he, you know, he's not going to be coaching this year because he's, you know, he's, he's with the dolphins now and they're not playing this year. And it's just another year on, he's getting a little older. I think people just get a little bit worried with, with regards to the older forwards 30. I, I don't have a drama with that because well, other than injury, you know, forwards sort of, you know, peak at 28, 32, you know what I mean? So I've got, I got no dramas with that. Who are their backs though? They've got no backs. I've, I've heard the big one that, that they really want is uh, Cobo from Brisbane. Yeah, that's right. But, um, but but the only thing with that is that Tessie Newey, who was the fullback, he's just got a, he's got some sort of injury where Cobo, I'm pretty sure, is going to be starting at fullback. Oh, mate, the, what's his name coming out? Ben Eichen came out because he's the current CEO of the Broncos now. And he came out and said, oh, we've put a lot of development time and money into Tessie Newey. And they're kind of like, but we want to keep Sylvan Cobbo. And everyone's like, nah, he's, he's going to go. Sylvan Cobbo's going to go. Sylvan Cobbo's better. Sylvan Cobbo is like similar. I'm not saying he's going to be as good, mm. but he's similar to Greg Inglis and Latrell. I'm not yeah. saying he's going to be as good, but he stands out to me, you know? Yeah, he does. He moves, no, like, does. He moves like him. Yeah. Yeah. So, mate, it, it remains to be seen, but oh, I was underwhelmed in general. Like, we're going to get into player signing for 2023 clubs now, but, mate, the I was underwhelmed about the bloody – about the hey, off-season signings. Stoked, mate. Oh, we signed them oh. before the off-season, <laughs> all those players for oh. the Bulldogs. So, yeah, yeah, right. so name name the ones that have been signed for 2023 to, to see who, we've, who they've missed out on. Well, now that you mention it, Ryan Keith Clark, this is topic number two: the November first player signing rule. So, since the first of November, twenty twenty-one, until today's date, there have been twelve players 
to sign for clubs for the 2023 season prior to a ball even being kicked for the current 2022 season. So this list obviously emits the Dolphins because they've got a good reason to be signing players well in advance. But Billy Kikau and Reed Marnie have signed for the Bulldogs. Oregon Kafusi has signed for the Sharks. Luke Metcalf and Marata Niakore for the Warriors. Luciana Leilua for the Cowboys. Josh Hodgson for the Eels. Api Korosau and Isaiah Papali'i for the Tigers. Siwa Tokiaho for the Catalans Dragons. Kelma Tuolangi for Manly. And Brandon Smith for the Roosters. So the question I have is, does signing for a new club over a year out make a mockery of the current November 1 rule? Or do you not mind it? I don't care. I don't think it makes it. I, I, I honestly don't care. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it really bothers me much anymore. I think I used to get all old man about it and be like, "Oh, I don't like this. It's not how it used to be," and yada yada yada. But at the end of the day, it'd be it'd be annoying if, like, say, I don't know, pick someone from who who left from like Oregon Kafusi. It was he's at the Eels, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like if. If he signs and then all of a sudden he's he's playing terrible this year and he starts agitating, I want to go early, that's when it's fucking shit. That's when people get annoyed. But if Oregon Kafusi just goes out this year and puts in and plays like he did last year, who cares? It's when yeah. they start doing the Mitchell Moses where they sign a year in advance and then start agitating. Mm. That's when people yeah. hate it. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough as well, yeah. Well, you look but at. I, I think the thing is, those players, everyone you've mentioned, I, I can't see anyone trying to do that. I think there's the, all those players have a plan. Like it's different, right? Like I've, I follow a lot of American sport, and this is just how it's been for a long time. You know what I mean? Like they know those players are going. They know they're going early. Well, and- it would be it would be interesting to see if they bring in a transfer system, like transfer windows and stuff, because I keep talking about it. It's always a topic every year. An article written there, something you know. A hypothetical transfer windows, um, or what's the other one? Um, uh, the the draft, draft. draft, yeah, doing that. You know, like it remains to be seen if they're going to do that. But Clarky, what you said is the best point. It's when they do what I thought Brandon Smith was doing. I thought he went about the Roosters signing poorly. Like he shopped himself around to Queensland clubs and was really pr- loud and proud about how I'm going to leave the Storm. He's still wearing the Storm colours. And he's like, I'm leaving. I'm going to Queensland. And then he signs with the Roosters and he goes, I'm going to cry. I'm crying because I want to win a, a grand final in that jersey. That's a bit, come on. Like, that was, shit like that. That. Was, that was a bit much. But I think like, I think you were just about to mention it, Gildy. It allows the clubs to plan a little bit better as well. Yeah. So Melbourne know, and obviously he was making it well known that he was going to leave anyway. But again, let's... Let's use Luke Metcalf as an example. I thought <clears throat> I thought the Sharks had massive wraps on Luke Metcalf. Obviously, they're moving in a different cool. direction with Nico Hines and um, probably like Braden um, Trindle. Braden Trindle. So they're probably not going to. F- if if Luke Metcalf hadn't signed, they'd probably be still going. Oh, who's is it Trindle or is it is it Metcalf? They might have given Metcalf the first crack. But now they're like, well, why would we give him the first crack? We're going to mm. give Trindle the first crack and use Metcalf if we get an injury. Yeah. Because they can forward plan for it. And that's, yeah. 
I think I think that was the plan. And then Trindle didn't Trindle have a head high on the weekend? Well, I yeah. think he's out. He's going to be out. Well, they might Looks bring like getting first crack. Well, they might give Matt. They might bring Matt Moylan in. Yeah, true. Oof. I swear to God, you reckon half the people you mentioned that I've I'd forgotten about or didn't even know about. Yeah, but they're going. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I get they safeguard themselves and clubs. It goes both ways. Clubs can do it too. But um, yeah, it's just it's just a bit strange. Like knowing a player's going to be leaving your club. But it, we've, got, we've got a few at Para. Mm. So yeah. we got we got we got criticised in the media. When I say we, Para got criticised in the media. Like obviously, Reed Marnie, he's a big one. Isaiah Papalihi, I mean, we've spoken about this before. Like, I think they offered him unders anyway. Um, what's, the, what's the other fel- sel- second row's name that's going to the Warriors? Um, uh, Nia Corey. Nia Corey. Nia Corey. I mean, I would have loved to have kept him, but he, he's been talking about being homesick and wanting to go back home, which is fair enough, you know? Yep. Um, what do you do? Great Stone. Go back home to the Central Coast. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. like, yeah, and again, like, look at it from a Penrith perspective. It's like they've gone Appy to be on what? They signed him. He was on or something. Three hundred. Yeah. When he I came think... from Manly, I don't think he was on massive money. Oh, yeah. I would have said five, but let's say even if it's that three, and then you say Billy Kickout, like they've all of a sudden they've got it. They can go out and sign like some superstar, or they just top up your Liam Martins and your Stephen Crichtons, and then you're not losing more. And they can forward think though. No need to change it then. Happy with it? Oh. No, I'm happy with it. Okay. We'll move on to topic three for preseason fixtures. Now, there's a couple of subbies in this uh, topic, but what we'll start with is the trial game. So the NRL took up some great initiative this year to ensure that all trial matches were shown live on Fox Sports. However... Ricky Stewart was and has always been vocal about trial matches being a waste of time and believes that with the way NRL teams train nowadays, that they should get rid of them and just start start round one. Do you agree or disagree, Clarky? Start with you. Yeah, what? When I've never been a massive fan of like the sevens and the nines, like Mm. if, if I've got spare time, I'll watch it. I found myself watching some of the trials the other day and I'm like, yeah, what I'd prefer to be watching the fucking nines. So at least with the nines, it's a lot more, a bit more free, free flowing, a bit funner to watch. You can blood some of the players, like the young players that you want to blood. And yeah, I just, I, know, I was pretty disinterested in the trials because it was, I don't mind going and watching the odd reserve grade game, but the majority of them were just reserve grade games. It was just New South Wales Cup. Mate, the Roosters, the Roosters had 19. And like, this is good. This is a good thing about Fox Sports showing it is that you do see their youth, um, particularly this year that because of COVID, they're opening them up. They're opening up team lists to outside the 30. Mm. So you can, you will probably see a lot of these players debut. But when people are overanalyzing like, oh, you know, this guy did this and this guy did this, like the Bulldogs game had 64 players involved in the game. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to get a two-minute stint and they go, oh, oh, he did nothing in that two minutes. You know, he did this, he did this, and these are his stats. It's like, no one cares. Mate, no one should care. The broadcast is a, it's a bit of a rock and a hard place because um, they're trying to make the game exciting. Like, yeah. We all know, we, we, but the, 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 the winger in the first half or the winger in the first 20 minutes is playing second row 
at one point then. You know what I mean? Like, it's not what the trials aren't about who wins. The broadcasters are trying to make it into, oh, what a great game. It's not yeah, about that. That's right. It's about seeing how guys go in different situations, putting them under a little bit of pressure. Um, look, I, I'm I'm with you guys. I, I don't I don't love them because I, well, obviously Parramatta lost Hayes Dunstar for the year. Um, I don't I don't I don't hate them though either because I don't like I think you need maybe a little bit of a hit eight, maybe one. I don't know why they need two rounds. If they did something like the Bulldogs did in the Bulldogs game where they use 64 players and they just do that, no drums. I found it weird that some teams use their top brass like Manly, Manly. had. Yeah. yeah. Foran, Kaboyevic, <laughs> Daly Cherry. You know, like, why? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, like the Roosters are, like like I said, that they played 19 reserve grade players and he goes, I'm not touching Tedesco or Kiri. They'll, they'll be there for round one. It's like uh, so. Look, it's good. It's good exposure for people that are up and coming. That's a good thing about showing them, and they're showing all the games. It's good for them. They get ratings, and it's all good. Would you prefer the nines? I, you know, I prefer the nines. I like the nines. I love the nines. Touch football. That's good. We don't. Don't because it's a different game. It's not the same game. It's a different game. You might be really good nines player and not be able to hack it in the NRL. Yeah, but at least it eliminates that extra. Trial and I find it. I like I said after watching the weekend, I'm like I'd prefer to be watching the nines. I think one trial would be great. One trial, one trial and a nines and a nines weekend. Well, there's a thing as well. Like, look, they 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 sacked the nines because of COVID, and it remains to be seen if they're going to bring bring that back. But they did play a rep game, which was the All Stars, the Maori and Indigenous teams. I have a question about that actually do you think that that fixture is heading for the scrap heat just like city country did where they named teams and then about four, what 10 of them pull out because the club's like nah nah you're not playing it's yeah. 100% where yeah. it's going but the only the only reason why I won't go is because the players who do play and the players who obviously more or less don't give their clubs an option like you had someone come out the other day and wants sort of three game fixture like, like mm. a state of origin style, like preseason. The nines, the nines in all formats, including nines and the old sevens and all that, mm. was the best when it was privately run by Old Mate over in New Zealand. Yep. And he was like, I'm giving you X amount of money. You need to have seven players from your top 30 and you need to have one from your top two. Yeah, that's right. And then yeah. the, and, but the clubs were like, Oh, we don't really want to. But, oh, wait, how much money are you giving us? Oh, okay, yeah, sweet. We'll do it then. Yeah, you want a million dollars? Well, the NRL players... A million dollars. The, NR, the NRL's not giving... Why would why would Trent Robinson want to risk any of his players for for not a dollar? Yeah. Like, I understand that. Like, they put so... Like, Lani said it. Like, Lani said it on the interview. Uh, he goes, I love playing for Tonga. Like, I, Tonga was the team to play for. It's his heritage. He goes, but... I understand why clubs don't want to release you for these fixtures because the clubs lose the player that they've developed and have a pain. Mm. So it makes sense. But anyway, here's another one about trial games, boys. That is a head scratcher for me that I need to talk to be- talk about. I'll actually ask a question. Do you think trial matches and rep games should count towards a player's suspension period? Because in the current scheme, you look at someone like Latrell Mitchell, right? He got suspended in round 24 because of what he did in last year because of his hit hurled around the world on Joey Manu's head. 
He got six weeks. Round 24, 25, and then finals. He served four games. Oh, sorry, round 25 and then finals. He serves four matches. So that leaves two matches to serve. The All-Stars doesn't count towards it. Trial matches don't count towards it. He still has to serve his suspension for round one and round two. The thing that makes me scratch my head is when you're playing a trial game, as we've seen on the weekend with Fui Mayono, you can play and get suspended, yet you can't serve a suspension if you're suspended. So I, I, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, man. I, I I think it's good. I don't want I don't want Latrell to get play a trial match and they go, oh, that's counted. Yeah, but it's too bad. Like it, you can like it's got to be part of the season. It's got to be something that counts in the season. It's got to be it's got to be points gathering. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, if you got suspended in round twelve this year, you. you and you get one week origins and you're an origin player, you have to serve your, your suspension during origin. Yep. So why can't you, you serve you, it during the all-stars? But, 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 why can't you serve it during the trials? Well, tri- trials, trials, mate, I, I don't, I don't really understand why you're worried about the, the tr- serving an origin period of trial because you wouldn't play a full game in a trial anyway. Most players yeah, don't play a full game. He might play five week. minutes ago and he served his time. But you can get suspended during a trial. So it it's obviously has the same weight. It's it serves well, some still, sort of weight. You've got to protect the players, Dan. You, you can't just go. Oh well, you can go out and do anything you want in a trial. No one gets no one gets a penalty. Yeah, I agree with Gilby. We shouldn't have probably brought up the origin thing mid year. I I don't I find it hard to believe that the NRL. So the NRL have said Latrell, you're not allowed to play in the Aboriginal team, mm-hmm. but that doesn't come off your suspension. Doesn't come off his suspension. That, that, that to me makes no sense. Mm. If they're telling him you can't play in that game, then that's a game suspension served. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree with 100%, that. 100% you can't take it off a trial because at the end it's of the trial. day, Latrell's, Latrell's not going to play one trial. Mm. He's one of those players that South aren't going to pick in a trial. Yeah. They might well, play him for they might they might play him for 30 minutes in the charity shield, like legitimately. If he if he isn't under a suspension, he plays 30 minutes in the charity shield, he doesn't play any other trials. But all they're going to do is just name him in every single trial. Yeah. Correct. But I, I yeah, that that all-stars thing, that's why everyone was confused. Yeah. But yeah, is, is it, it because made... that, is it because that not everyone can play in the all-stars? Well, that's like what origin, but it's like origin. Same thing. No, 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 no. But anyone can play. Oh, I guess. Yeah, I guess you got the Polynesian players who do the Kiwis and Pommy players. Play. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Um, it looked, it made no sense. If the NRL come in and said you cannot play, then that's a suspension. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one, but anyway, because whatever. Anyway, the last one regarding trolls, uh, the Penrith Panthers and St Helens Saints, they won. Uh, their respective competitions in 2021. Uh, they were supposed to fight for the World Club Challenge, yet uh, that hit the scrap heap because, you know, COVID was a thing, apparently, again. Um, the question I have is, in a non-COVID setting anyway, should the World Club Challenge fixture pitting the NRL Premiers against the Super League Premiers be taken more seriously or should it just be scrapped? I don't Not- I like it. I like it because I, I want I want to see the NRL team, and it wouldn't matter if it was the Storm. I expect the NRL team to slam them. 
You expect them to slam him. Yeah, it's a bit of competition. Yeah. Fair enough. Clarky? And I, I like the fact that we go over there to play. I don't, I don't care that they don't come over here. We should be beating them over there. Well, it's funny you bring that up, actually. When an NRL team goes over to England, the, the English side or the UK-based side, maybe the French side if the Catalans won, they have to fork out the money to bring the NRL team over and ensure they have accommodation and get paid for it and X, Y, Z. So it's about half a million dollars. But if true, the UK true. team comes over to Australia, the Australian yeah. team doesn't, doesn't reciprocate. You know why that is? I can tell you why that is. Because if you're over there and you're bringing all these NRL superstars over mm-hmm. to have this game, you're going to have a packed crowd, right? If we're over here in Australia and we've got Penrith playing people Same. that honestly Australian supporters don't know, most Australian supporters wouldn't know, they just go, ah, it's just some English side that they're going to smash. Well, look, when they came over and played the Roosters, um, who was it? Wigan came over and played the Roosters in 2014, which because they both won 2013's version. The Roosters, who are not well-known for their – who are well-known for having shit crowds, actually had a very decent crowd for that game. But you're right. Like, in England, the prestige is much higher as opposed to how Australians view that fixture. And, yeah. look, I'll, I'm with you, Gildy. I love it. Um, I love the format. I wish it was taken a bit more seriously from um, our side of the world. Um, I've always but- found we've taken it. I've always found the clubs have taken it fairly seriously. Like you never, like you see pretty much. You you see probably of the seventeen who played in the grand final, you normally see about thirteen. Yeah. Like it's I, not I like you're seeing. Sorry, Clark. I was just going to say, I don't know if the players take it seriously though. Oh, players, yeah, but, yeah. But, from a from an aesthetic perspective, though, like they're naming strong teams. They're not naming yeah. teams like they just rolled out on the weekend full of reserve. Yeah, players. yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Hey, look, as a fun fact, um, since since the concept's inception, uh, there have been twenty one games. The NRL have won twelve of them, and the Super League have won nine, which is surprising because the, the, the NRL have won the last like five in a row, roughly. <laughs> You know what I mean? So actually, no. The sharks yeah, lost. The sharks lost their their one. Yeah, the, there was a period there in there was a period there in I think the mid two thousands where we were getting smacked all the time. Yeah, that's right. Which is a disgrace. And the, <laughs> and, the, and, the and the argument and the argument was always we're in our preseason. They've already started their season. Mate, that was you, always the. Could you would you pick one Super League side? That would compete over here. St. Helens. Do you reckon they'd compete? Yeah. St. Helens would compete. I think they'd be bottom four. What do you think? Oh, compete. What do you mean? I I was going to say they'd pump the dogs last year. Ha ha. They would have actually. (laughs) No, they'd be competitive, but you're you're right. Like, I know what you're saying. They're not top eight. Mate, I've always had the view that (laughs) the Super League is like in between. New South Wales Cup and Queensland Cup and the NRL. They've got this weird yeah. vibe there. Yeah. That's it's a weird, it's a weird like you they know play, they almost play a different sport. I it's just so don't like flat. how they play. I just don't like how they play the ball. They 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 play touch. There's no in between the try line and the, the, the dead ball line. Yeah, it's, it's like five like meters. meters. It's like five oh, meters. It's crazy. It's Brett Morris almost killed himself that game. Yeah, and um where was that? That was at Old Trafford. Mm. Yeah, fuck, we did. But look, I, look, boys. Just to, before we move on, 
I think overall what the NRL is doing is I think they're eventually just going to phase out the World Club Challenge, phase out the nines, pro- maybe phase out the Indigenous All-Stars, despite the fact that I think Adokar wants it to be three matches. Not going to happen. Uh, I think they just want a couple of weeks of trials, NRL, and then that window at the end of the year to be for internationals, and that's it. Anyway. Boys, a favourite of ours last year. Uh, it's not going to be as exciting this year, but still a good topic to talk about. Rule changes for the 2022 season. So there's only four this year, so it's going to be a quick run. I think it's going to be quick, even though we like to elaborate on everything. So let's dissect. Rule number one. In 2020, to much fanfare, the NRL introduced the six again rule to replace penalties for ruck infringements with a fresh set of six. In 2021, the NRL decided to expand the six again rule to include offsides, which was widely criticized. Yeah, we didn't like it and no one else liked it. So we're fucking smart analyzers of the game, analysts of the game, sorry. So that change that brought offsides into the six again rule saw teams exploit it by giving away early infringements deep in the opposition's half, which ultimately benefited the offending team. So... The rule's been modified again to the six again 3.0, if you will, uh, which sees the following rule modification. So the attacking team will be awarded a full penalty whilst they are within their own 40 meter zone, as opposed to a six again if the opposition infringes. However, once an attacking team passes the 40 meter mark, the six again rule applies for ruck infringements and offsides. We called this last season, boys, but what do we think of this change? We called, we called this or something similar that this was going to happen. Yeah, because because it changed what they did in 2021, changed the way they play rugby league. And it created these Too massive, much. I think it created these massive scores where one team would just get over the top of the other one and it just extend. Like Tom Trebojevic was interviewed before his trial match. And um, he was saying that he doesn't think that the scores are going to be as massive this year because of this, because of this rule that's coming or this restructure of the rule. Mate, I think, I think uh, just to, to quote our, our you, Guilty, my, my favourite analyst of the game, uh, it's going to make it more black and white. There's no, there's no bloody, there's no grey area with the six agains. Like they kept saying, if someone gives a, an early infringement, like on purpose, they're going to get sin binned. I didn't see one player that held them down from a kick one, one team gets in bin when they were purposely holding someone down to reset the line deep in someone else's zone. Yeah. I never saw it. They never go, oh, you're holding them down on purpose, sin bin. Now, if you do it in someone's 40-meter zone, it's a bigger penalty. You're not going to like someone getting out of there. Like, imagine it's third tackle and they're on their 30-meter line and you give away a ruck infringement or you're offside. They go, oh, well, full penalty, kick it downfield. It's it's gonna it's gonna make the flow of the game uh, more concise and and people are gonna understand if you're in this zone it's this if you're in this zone it's this. I don't, I don't think it'll speed up the game. No, I don't think it'll speed I think it up it'll, either. It'll allow the defensive line to still have a chance. Yep. And if you give away multiple ruck infringements when you're in um, uh, the opposition's half attacking, if a team gives away too many ruck infringements, they still have the discretion to sin bin. Because it's a, uh, and it'll probably, it? it'll probably highlight the fact that they're doing it on purpose more as well. If if he's just constantly doing this, 
all game, yeah. he might lose track of like how many times have I done this set restart thing? Yeah. Where yeah, I think this all. But I remember, I think I went to like around five game last year. I think it was the only game I went to last year because of COVID. But I was watching it with a mate, and he was just like, from then he was like, it has to be at least in the in the opposition's twenty, if not yeah. the opposition's half, and they've kind of gone halfway with that. Yeah. Like once you watch it live, it's it's a lot more obvious that they're just doing it on purpose. And I think it's better for the viewer, particularly on on um, TV. They go, oh, that's that infringement was given for this reason. That mm. infringement was given for this reason. So I think it clears up a little gray, a, a bit of gray area for the rule. And I think, you know, looking forward uh, as a crystal ball prediction, anyway, it will work, and they'll just keep it as is. We'll, we'll see. I, yeah. I still like the 2020 rule the best so far. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. But look, yeah. we'll move it on to rule number two. This one's a really quick one. Uh, team list Tuesday will be expanded from 21 players being announced to 22 to accommodate for the 18th man. That's, that's the rule. Straight up. Happy with it. Good. Rule number three. After teams exploited the free interchange rule for foul play, the NRL has tightened it. So now a free interchange will only be granted in instances of foul play where the offending player is sin-binned or sent off. So a free interchange will no longer apply when a player is just placed on report. I love that rule because I remember in the Panthers-Storm game, the, the preliminary final of 2021, they said the Panthers used about 17 players because there was that much foul play. So they had 17 interchange instead of the allocated eight. And to me, that's bullshit. Well, they didn't cheat, but it's it's a loophole that they that every team would have exploited. Are Sorry. they going to clear up the trainer rule there? That's uh, rule number four, actually. Is it actually? It actually is, yeah, funnily enough. But I haven't had a beer today, so I might be able to fathom this. Okay, well... <laughs> Before I move on to that, we're all happy with the rule number three. Free interchange is yeah. only for sin bins or send offs. That's it. Yep. Cool. Yeah. As long as they get them, them right. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Well, it's like yeah. rule number four, which, which is the last rule change, uh, which is the trainer rule, Clarky. Uh, I loved it initially. And then it was just the poorly executed rule of the, the poorly executed way of the NRL. But it just made no sense. But anyway, I'll explain it. So 2021 trainer rule, uh, which as a reminder, allowed trainers to stop play for injuries and was used as a tool for teams to stop momentum of games has been completely scrapped, Clarky. It's gone. Oh, good. It's gone, right? Well, they the replaced mod- it with. The modification of that rule, we can call this a 2022 tra- trainer rule, I guess. Trainers are only allowed to stop a match if there's a HIA. The referee... Has is resorted to their discretion to stop play for injuries. It's gone back to that. That's That's what you guys. That's what we. Yeah, that's what you guys said. And initially, I was being stubborn, c word, and I was like, you know what? No, no, the trainer. But then the trainer exploited it because that's what NRL teams do. And you saw it in the West Tigers documentary when Maguire's like, "Stop the game! Stop the game!" They'll still do it with this. They'll still do it. They'll go down with an ankle injury, and they'll. Pretend I have a head knock. The, def- the difference is if they stop a game for HIA, the the NRL should make that yeah, player gonna- go off HIA. Yeah, I was going to say, I know what the rule is because it used to 
burn me every every game. That the rule is if you're stopped for a HIA, you have to have a HIA and go off for the 10 minute mandatory assessment time. And yeah, it doesn't yep. happen. No, it doesn't. <laughs> anyway. I do like that they scrapped that rule because they just yeah, fucked it up nah, completely. It is a good amendment. It's a good amendment. But we'll see them. Uh, I, 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 with that rule, my prediction is they will exploit it. Eventually. I've got to see what they do. They've got to fix it. They've got to fix it. Yeah. You know what the NRL do, though? They just go, oh, hold on, it's round six. Let's change the rules again. Hmm. But last year, you know, with the whole um, Simbing crackdown, you know it wasn't a rule change, Guilty. It was just a rule enforcement. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Put your fishing rod away, mate. Fishing rod? What do you yeah. mean? <laughs> I think you're trying to get a bite. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Topic number five, boys. Uh, disparity for free-to-air games in the NRL draw. So the question I have is, should there be a better balance of free-to-air games for clubs despite club popularity or their position on the ladder? So as a reference, there are 80 free-to-air games, which gives 160 team exposures. And the Broncos unsurprisingly at the top of the list, they get 17 free to air games. Uh, and at the bottom of that list is the Warriors who have only two. There's obviously, I've got the whole list here. There's a little bit of a difference in the middle, but do you think the balance should be, doesn't matter. Every team gets the same amount of free to air games, or do you think it should go well, off? Why club isn't it even? Does it, is there a reason it's not even? I would imagine it's because of club popularity and, um, 100%. And and, and rating decision. Yeah, yeah. The so, Broncos so, the Broncos rate enormously. Yeah, yeah. But also, like um, in Queens, don't don't Queensland isn't the free to wear in Queensland different to free to wear in, in New South Wales? It's always no. the same, is it? Yeah. Now it is. It used to be different, but now now okay. it, now it's the same. Okay. So I don't look. It's got to. It should be even. Man, look, I think it should be like in England. I know it's it's not as big. The rugby league isn't as big over there than it is here. But in England, every team gets even amount of free to air games. Now, roundabouts, yeah, roundabouts, like yeah, not at least two to seventeen. Like, that's that's wild, eh? Like, yeah, the Warriors can never grow their brand to nah, a more national audience or international audience when they're only getting shown twice. Legitimately. If you just watch free to air games, you would probably not, you'd probably go, oh, the Warriors are, who's that? Just out of curiosity, in New Zealand, are they, do they free to air the Warriors games every, every Warriors game? Yeah, 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 they do. They do. They get, they got Sky um, TV there. Yeah, Sky. That's yeah. what I was going to say. Okay. Yeah. Because sometimes, do. I don't know about it. I but can't it's like, remember what it's like. We used to have different, we used to get different commentators because we used to get the New Zealand coverage. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Fox used it's, to, what it simulcast or whatever it's called. Yeah, that's right. But like Incredible. in England, in England, like for Darryl example, Halligan and stuff. Like that's right. Like, well, <laughs> that's right. Far out. I think. I, I think. What I think. Guilty would prefer them over like Andrew Voss, wouldn't you? <laughs> Mate, I was going to bring him up. Oh, here we go. In the Newcastle game, um, who was it? Uh, what's the um? I can't remember his name. He's the English winger. Uh, Dominic oh, the Young. The dude with the dreadlocks. Dominic the Young. The with the dreadlocks. Yeah. Mate, he scored a, a sweet try in the left-hand corner. And Andrew Voss goes, he's got his arm out. He's got his arm out. They go to the replay. His arm's nowhere near. Anywhere. Oh, here we go. <laughs> mate, I just, oh, I he made a mistake, Gildy. Get Not off him. Mistake. It's just constant. Oh, yeah, Clarky. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's get that line out. <laughs> Look, going back to free-to-air games, if you're a supporter in England, any game that's on Foxtel goes on to Sky Sports. I think it's called Sky Sports over there as well. They um, uh, they will only show the games that we show on free-to-air. So you're never going to see the Warriors if you're a Warriors fan in England. You're going to have to find another way to do it, whether you stream it illegally or, you know, you've got a mate that's got an account, like an NRL um, international account. You got to you got to even it out. It's a national rugby league. It's got to be fair for everyone. I know why they don't do it. They don't do it because you want to, you want certain clubs to. Well, it's money. To, it's to money. be to be on TV because when the ads come on, yeah. that's where the money is. You know what yeah, I mean? That's More exactly viewers. Right. But yeah. but what, what you can, yeah, I think you're treading a fine line between business and sport. Speaking of. Money, I'll, I'll, I'll segue it because I love how we're segueing so well today. Uh, to topic number six uh, for the NRL's new TV deal dilemma. So Channel 9 uh, struck a deal for the 2023 to 2027 seasons to the tune of a record $2 billion deal. The biggest uh, change coming from this is State of Origin reverting to three Wednesday games ending the game two Sunday experiment for good forever. It's gone, 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 gone Not forever. Just until 2027. Eight. No. Yeah. Eight. I think it's gone skis. I think we're yeah, it's, it's done. So the question I have firstly in relation to that is, do you like this change of reverting back to three Wednesday origins? Yes. It's just a bit, again, it's just a business decision. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's why I didn't. I, I don't care. I don't care if the Broncos play seventeen to to two against the Warriors. And the same. I don't care. Whatever makes them the most money, because whatever makes the NRL the most money is supposed to, in turn, should give me a better product to watch. I get that, but how do you but grow? How do you grow the? Yeah, you got to grow everyone equally. That's yeah. what I think. And like going back to like with Origin now, everyone takes it so seriously because there's money in it. Like the players take it seriously because they get paid fifteen grand a game. You used to be, remember it was only it was two 30. years ago. It was like it was thirty. Was thirty, I thought it was more. No, it was thirty. Can 30, I just ask a quick question? Yeah, Dan, can you put a light on? No, <laughs> it's dark as. <laughs> what? You can't see me. <laughs> Barely. I'm wearing black too, so it's to blend in with the, with the with the room. It's dark. It's a bad day, Gildy. It's a, no natural light in this room. What can I say? Fuck, you look great. I think I look all right. I think I look better. I'm wearing all black. Got black headphones. You know the headphones that I'm plugged into my microphone, Guilty. You know those ones. <laughs> I think you're changing the topic, mate. <laughs> Get that fishing line out. There's three. Oh, got a marlin. Anyway, but is anyone like I? I don't know. I never really got. I never really. I was never really sold with Sunday Origin. Nah. Well, it's look. Traditional. I, I look. I like that it's Wednesday. The, 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 there are pros to it. Like. Um. Teams get two buys per season now as a result of that, not just one. That's good. Um, yeah. And you get to see you get to see more junior players if that's what you guys like. I personally don't really like that. Um, I like it. Yeah, I, like I know. That. I, I know yeah. you like that. But the bad a bad thing from my end. Actually, you know what? I don't think this is going to be a bad thing. You'll be surprised, boys. But it gets rid of that midweek, that mid year international test window. You don't like that, believe it or not. I actually don't mind that they they've just dedicated it to the end of the year because they've established that they're not going to take it seriously ever unless there's heaps of money in it like origin 
So you know what? You get rid of it in the middle. They're not gonna they're not gonna have a month off in the middle, which I'd like to see. Gone. They're not gonna try it. I know, Clarky, don't give me that, don't give me that look. <laughs> but that's that's not gonna happen. So you just dedicate it to the end. Ensure your resources go to the end for the international game, because that's when it's windows is that it's not clashing with anything now. Origin in the middle, they're never gonna change it because it's just a juggernaut. It is the jewel in the crown. The money, the money, boys. It's all about the money. I know there's no segue, Clarky, but before we move on, two other things I wanted to bring up real quickly. The women's game is going to be expanded to two or three games for that five-year period in the new TV deal. Uh, women's state of origin, sorry. Uh, and something that is a negative uh, is the NRL, again, are very um, short-sighted and they are still not allowing Saturdays to be free-to-air games unless it's the last five games of the season. Like, mate, it's prime time. 7.30 is prime time on a Saturday and they don't have a free-to-air game on Channel 9 and they're still not going to have it for the next five years. It's absolutely wild. Like, if it's all about money and exposure, free-to-air games exposes you more than Fox, Fox Sports. I know Fox Sports is good, but... People just need to spend an extra 25 bucks a month and get KO. And then stop watching Channel 9 and then they'll stop getting the ratings. And then they might need, wake up. And then they might wake air, up. But you need free to air. You look at look at Super Rugby. But you do need free to air, but if they if their numbers start dwindling, they might change things. Man, like I know what you're saying, but that's a big hit. Like look at Super Rugby and A-League. No one knows when their game's on. I can't tell you who's winning. I don't know. I have no fucking idea what's going on in that game. It's not because it's not out of ignorance. Like the well, AFL, gonna... I know what's going on, even though I hate the sport. I was going to bring that up when you said the NRL's the premier rugby com. I don't know. What about the Pacifica Super Rugby? <laughs> I don't even know what it's called anymore. Because <laughs> it's two different comps. Oh, uh, is it? I don't. I, could, I don't know. You, Super Rugby's two. Super Rugby's two different comps. It's the Pacifica Super Rugby and the like the Down Under Super Rugby or something. Oh, uh, I, I, that's just uh, whatever. <laughs> I don't even want to learn it. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. Not NRL. All right, topic number seven, boys. The Warriors returning to New Zealand. What was supposed to be their homecoming in round 15 against the Panthers at Mount Smart Stadium in June? The Warriors' return to New Zealand has been cancelled. To make matters worse, the New Zealand government has cast doubt over the subsequent four fixtures that have been penciled in from July onward. New Zealand's current border rules allow New Zealand residents to return without quarantine but visitors still need to quarantine for seven days, making it near impossible for rival clubs and even some of the Warriors players uh, playing for the club to prepare for any scheduled matches. At no fault of their own, the New Zealand Warriors have not been able to play in front of their home fans for nearly three years. So the question I have is, do you think the Warriors' prolonged absence from New Zealand will have a detrimental effect to the long-term development of rugby league in the country. And I don't know what it's like over there for them. I, I, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I can only tell you what it's like here. And I think um, if it's here and they're, I think they're getting a little bit of um, uh, a love here because people know they're doing it tough. They're coming in, they're doing it. They're not getting to live at home and that sort of thing. But over there, I don't know if they're like, I don't know if they promote like 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 we do here. Mm. I don't know. They have a massive <clears throat> nursery for juniors. I know they do, but but they 
their number one game is rugby union. Yeah. But they they've got a they've got a premier rugby league competition over there, like the New Zealand based rugby. Yeah. Have they been the, playing for the last two years? The, yeah, they played last year, the Auckland Auckland rugby league competition's called. So then they'd be better off than our like amateur yeah, semi professional players. Yeah, that's like, true. If you if you're if you're someone who's a part time plumber who plays out and out reserve grade, never gets a look in for first grade, but you're a contractor player to the Wentworthville Magpies. You've played what five games in two years? Yeah, yeah, not much. Yeah. Like that, right? There has to be a reason why last year, when players were coming in, they were getting injured, and it'll happen. You, you'll it'll ha- it'll be interesting to see what happens this year because. Mate, they, they, they haven't had contact. Mm. They weren't even allowed oh. to train. That's what that's what Ricky Stewart was talking about, though. Like, yeah, true. Look, man, it's not it's not the same as a game, hundred percent. But um, they do scrimmage. They, I think training's changed. I think it used to be more cotton wool, and now it's more contact at training. Yeah, mm. but I don't think if you weren't in the top thirty. Like if you were living in Sydney and if you weren't contracted to the Roosters in their top thirty, you weren't allowed to go to training. Yeah, like true. With the lockdowns. Yeah, true. Yeah, 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 true. Yeah. So, mm. but I think it's got to a stage. Well, I find it a bit weird that they can say, "Oh yeah, June's not on." It's like, okay, well, it's three and a half months away or something. Yeah, they could change dramatically and go, it's "Hey, it's back very, open." That could be very. That's a very strange call. The other thing is. Um, we're now staring down the barrel where we dead set have to give them 25 home games in 2023. Oh, it has to be. It's three years. It's going to be, it's going to be three years of not playing at home. They're going to have to. And the clubs right. are going to have to get on board. Put Take it out of the NRL's hands. South Sydney go, we're taking it to Rutarua. Yep. Roosters go, we're taking it to bloody... That's what... That's what run, um, out of, run out of towns in Dunedin. Yeah. Parramatta's taking it to Wellington and everyone just gets on board that way. Well, the, Take the it C- out of the NRL's hands because they won't make a decision like that. The CEO has said exactly what you said. He's implored clubs who have uh, so home games. Oh, no, no. So he, no, he will. The, the guy, the guy's bloody loaded. He's happy to yeah. assist. Cameron, oh, the uh, CEO for New Zealand. For New okay. Zealand. Yeah. 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 He goes like, you know, if the Rabbitohs have a home game against the Warriors at ANZ Stadium, he goes, why don't you play here? And you'll get yeah. dispensation, yeah. and we'll assist with that dis- dispensation. Like we'll bring you over, and so we have every game in New Zealand. All the home games for the Warriors are going to be in Auckland. All the away games, the away games will be at cities like you just said. But again, think of. the NRL. <laughs> but the NRL, you're right. Like they have a habit of short sightedness, and they would not. They'll go, oh, it's not fair. It's like, but the Warriors haven't played at home for three years. The, the NRL will make them play at like 11 p.m. or something, so the time slot still works out. You know, um, if, if they do do that, you know, we talked about whether, you know, um, the game will grow in New Zealand. Man, that, it'll be massive. In three years of every home game, more kids will play rugby league from New Zealand if they do that. So what we're saying is if they had a full season in New Zealand, that will rejuvenate the game there. Hundred percent. Love it. I love that idea. I love that we're on the same page, boys. This is fantastic. You know what? We're all friendly today, aren't we? I just want to get my rod out and just get Nick on the line and 
just yeah, just pull him out. Let's move forward. Topic eight: forward passes. How ironic! Moving it forward for forward passes. So, over the past year, the NRL have reportedly utilised multiple technologies to identify forward passes during rugby league matches. Testing will continue this season with the hope to implement a final solution for the 2023 season. The question I have is, should the NRL even bother using technology to identify forward passes or should they just be determined by referees as they are right now in real time? Depends how quick they can, they can identify it. If, if, if it takes too long, don't do it. If it's, if it, if it, if it's instantaneous, do it. Yeah, we can't be adding another thing to look at. Yeah, when the when a try goes up and yeah, you know what I've I've got this little feeling if they brought in say the forward pass technology where the chips in the ball and it goes beep 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 forward like because the referee will obviously yeah. get some indication right. Yeah. Do you guys remember when Fox League, the channel was created for the twenty four hour like rugby league coverage? Yeah. yeah. And they're like, we're gonna bring in a ten meter line, a virtual line to identify how on or offside teams are. I can't and remember they, it. But yeah. yeah, you know why you can't remember it? Why? Because they sh- they didn't show viewers because teams were always fucking offside. And they went, oh, there's a blot on the game. Let's just wait, let's just scrap that. Let's get rid of it. Do you know that in the NFL, you reckon every pass show, is going to be forward. 10 yards. There's going to be a lot of forward passes, I reckon. And I reckon they'll just go, oh, this is really... <laughs> like, just get rid of it. You watch. You watch. But it's they not going to be. It's only going to be in try scoring. Like no, 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 players. no, no, no. I'm pretty sure it's pretty sure oh, it's going to be like a chip in the ball. So if like oh no, 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 no. Here's, here's a question: What happens when nah. the ball goes back and then goes forward because of inertia? That's that's why they that's why they're yeah. testing. Like I'd imagine they're testing that because you're exactly right. If it comes back you in the hands when it goes, you forward, can't be calling. You can't be calling every forward pass, mate. Look, Super Rugby, for those that don't know, Super Rugby, or I'm, I'm sure if every rugby union, like TMO does they this. They the forward. But they, 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 well, firstly, there's a billion forward passes and knock-ons in that oh, shit yeah. game. But the, but um, the, the, their version of the bunker, the TMO, can, can call forward passes for try scoring opportunities, like you suggested, Clarky. Look, it has to be for try scoring. Yeah, it, it should be. But the issue is. Teach the players to fucking throw the ball backwards. Oh. All of that. <laughs> but the the issue the issue is going to be. I, mean, I know I'm going to sound like a dinosaur when I say this. The technology isn't perfect, and technology fails. But you just look at the um, Ashes series. How much? How many millions, if not tens of millions, of dollars goes into the Ashes? They've got their three technologies or whatever they are. We can. Didn't Snicker. work. Didn't work. The inti- didn't work the entire series. Yeah, so right. there was just an entire thing. So what happens if gets the, the round? Heat, the heat cam. <laughs> Maybe it gets the round sixteen and it's South versus Para. And it's like oh, the chips fucked. <laughs> it's like oh, what? The, the chips, chips fucked. fucked. <laughs> it's like oh, okay. So there's no we can't rule on forward passes today. Oh, okay. Oh, 100%. That's such a good point. It has to, it has, there can't be one game. There can't even be one minute where the chip doesn't work. That's a very, I don't think that'll ever, I don't think that can ever be guaranteed. Yeah, they kick the ball hard. I can't see a chip being able to survive. That's what I mean. Like the technology, the technology in, um, or tackle. Mm. 
Could you yeah. imagine how much money they'll put in it? Because there's not just one ball at the game as well. There's multiple balls. So imagine how much money they're going to put in to this. And they could they could just give it to junior fucking rugby league. You could do something else just, with it. You reckon they're just faking it? That there's legitimately no technology. Do you reckon they're, they're doing, just like? Do you reckon they're doing the just, thing where they go and no, use the media? I <laughs> know. Oh I think they're just doing it to shut people up. And then in six months' time, I go, yeah, it doesn't work. And then people just will stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> we tested it. Oh, yeah. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work because it doesn't exist. It's not even. We were just strapping a. We were just strapping an iPhone to a ball and throwing it around the park. <laughs> Mate, surely there's like, you know how they have those, uh, every now and then you see that drone cam footage? Yeah. Obviously, there's a drone above the game. Pretty, I mean, there must be some oh, okay. way they could could have a drone. Maybe it's 50 metres above. Uh, uh, who I, knows? The drone I probably fall on someone's head. But, you know, you can see if it's going to go forward, surely. I just feel like there will be too much time and resources and money wasted on this technology. But to caveat the question, I guess, should the bunker, like the TMO and Rugby Union, should the bunker be able to just rule on forward passes from oh, just, just no, doing it? Yeah. They just wreck it. They're just more things. No, just leave it as it is. Nah. I, it's not, I, don't, I don't, is. Think it's, I don't think it's as big an issue. It's, it's that one pass. It's a blight on the game. <laughs> it's one pass that doesn't get picked up at like once yeah. a quarter where people go, why can't they rule on this? It's like, yeah. <laughs> There's one like, try. is on fire with these full passes. <laughs> you can't put him on this. You can't. He was just in the moment. Right. hundred percent. It's like, this is a blight on the game. This is a blight on the game. It's like, man, everyone talks about like, easy. yeah, is it's it? not. It fucking no. isn't. Oh, I hate it's it. Not that big an issue. Anyway, I'm with you boys. This is mad. And we're always on the same page. <laughs> Topic number nine, boys. Super League versus COVID-affected matches. This is a quick one because Clarky's an anti-Super League fan. Um, the Super League have ratified a big change to the 2022 season, scrapping the points percentage system and telling clubs to fulfill all planned fixtures as the competition reverts back to a pre-COVID structure. So the points percentage system is... Um, instead of, like, you know how they, they had forfeited games and they're like, oh, you played... You won 11 of 15, so your percentage is this. They got rid of it. They got rid of that. And and they're thinking, I'll just do it. Yeah. Get on with it. Just just play. It's get on with it. It is get on with it. Play games. Play games. Just play. Play games. Okay. Okay. Well, 10 of us have got COVID. No, just play. Okay. They brought, look. Just for your, just for your it's knowledge, very, it's a very strange. Look, they're they're open like like pre-COVID now in in the UK. So they've got their reserve grade play. teams back, and they've got all the you know championship. What happens if you get COVID though? I don't think anyone cares. Just like in New South Wales, no one cares about it anymore. You get like it. You, go cold, you play. Yeah. Yeah. If you get COVID, it's a cold. You play. Yeah. yeah, but if if Adam Reynolds gets COVID, he he's out for seven days. Yeah, but I think over there they don't care. Like I think That's it's like they less obviously now. they obviously don't. Yeah. So look, obviously for the last two years we saw that a lot of games were postponed and teams were given that option. Uh, the problem was in 2021, 21 games were unfulfilled, and it meant that clubs played less matches yet still qualified for finals footy, which pissed off a lot of fans, particularly the ones that follow the English Super League or the Super League. Um. 
This season, the RFL, the body of the Super League, have made some unfavorable options for clubs. So if a club forfeits due to COVID, uh, they automatically lose 48 nil, not 24 nil. So you lose 48 nil if you forfeit. Um, you get fined and you also have to cover costs to the non-forfeiting team. So they have just said, you can't, you can't use COVID as an excuse. So you've got your, to have more players. Um, you've got to have more Fulfill your fixtures or you'll cop it. it. Yep. Fine. Perfect. Do you like it? Do you actually like it? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, yeah? yeah. Parker, you look baffled. It just seems, it just <laughs> seems bizarre. Why? Well, because well, if COVID's not a thing, then that's just a redundant like statement. If COVID's not a thing, and if George Williams gets COVID on Monday mm. and he's allowed to play on Tuesday, mm. then that whole forfeit thing's just redundant. But I get what you're saying. George, but if George Williams gets COVID and then can't play, yeah. then <laughs> why are they getting <laughs> fined? Then you're getting punished. I think it's like... <laughs> I think it's like everything, right? It's like, um, yeah, he might have COVID and he might be actually sick and be showing – it doesn't even matter about symptoms. It might be like if you've got the flu. Some players don't play if they've got the flu. Yeah, they're treating it out. as such. I think they're treating it as such, Gildy. Yeah. yeah. So they've just gone, nah, fuck this. Like 21 clubs, like we just copped it because, you know, certain clubs got through playing 15 games and then some got through playing 24, which isn't fair. It seems yeah. like a very different run. It's they've obviously got a very different like structure in place. For COVID. Seems, as in the health system. No, no, no. Like their governing body compared to the NRL just seems very different. Where the NRL is always like I don't know, it just seems different. Like this is how it's gonna work, and everyone's like, Yeah, okay, that all makes sense because you're telling us this is how it works, but then you're gonna put these things in place where they're just like, Yeah, this is how it is, just fucking sort it out. The, the NRL, though, are a slave to the state. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they're worried the about not being able to go into state. Yeah. Mm. So they've yeah. got to do those sort of things. I think, yeah. And plus, we had it under control and we're more strict on it. Whereas in the UK, they're just like, everyone's got it. Mm. Whoopsie doodle. Anyway, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with guilty. Just move on and play football. Okay. <laughs> Boys, the final topic. Topic number 10, the controversial off-season player movements and rumours. There's a a few here. Uh, Corey Norman's number one. Uh, He retired from the NRL during the (laughs) off-season at 30 years old. Who's he signed with? Oh, he went on to, to, you know, the rules, that podcast, that that one with all the boys, you know, that one. Um, He said on that podcast... Uh, there was interest from the Knights and the Super League. However, he stated, I'm just over it. This is quote, unquote. I'm just over it. 11 years, 250 games, ups and downs, but I'm done. So, I believe... (laughs) He'll play. No, I believe, and this is an arguable opinion, I believe that uh, they didn't want him and he's retiring because no one wanted to pay him anything and didn't really have that much interest. Mate, he, he's a first grader still. He's got first grade. Um, he's got first grade experience. They would have. They would have offered him something. It would have been a lot less than yeah. he might want. <laughs> would have been minimum. So wage. when he said there's interest on a on a minimal contract, 
But we spoke to Lani and he said, I'll just go back to Sydney on a minimal contract. Do you know what I mean? Corey Norman would have got interest. Did, did he play Origin last year or the year before? The year before. Mate, he would have got interest, but and especially at the Knights who've got no halves. <clears throat> He's on, he was on 800, 850. Yeah. He would have been on 130. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But even, mate, he probably would have knocked, he probably would have knocked back three. It's a $500,000 pay cut. Yeah. Oh. Mate, I don't know there, what boys. he's got. I don't know what he's got in the works, but I think he'll figure out that it's like, oh fuck, I have to work now. He's got a clothing company. Yeah, that's wait, right. Wait, wait, I'm going to work now and earn less than minimum wage rugby league, and then he'll go to the Dolphins. Oh, maybe. Nah, he's out. He, he's won't, he won't. be back. He's done. Ring, he's done. Yeah, he retired. Wayne he said won't have him. No, oh, he Wayne said. Him. Did he? Yeah, he did. He said he retired. Did he? Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, boys, Tim Simona has declared at 30 years old he wants to return to the NRL. Now, if you boys remember, Simona has been banned indefinitely from the NRL since 2017 for betting on and fixing NRL matches as well as committing charity fraud. Yeah. I, charity fraud. I think the charity fraud is probably worse than the betting. What did, he do? How did he, what did he do for the charity fraud? What was that? He was selling jerseys. For, that he won. Yeah, and then just didn't give them to people. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> well, you got to give them the jerseys, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> and and I don't think there was a charity either. Yeah, there was no charity. That was the one. The, yeah. The charity was sports bet. The charity was Tim Simona. Yeah, that's right. It was <laughs> Tim Simona sports bet. That's exactly right. Okay. Anyway, look, mate, he, his attempts at playing overseas were blocked as a result of that because. The Super League have a memorandum of understanding not to hire players that then are all suspend. Um, and he's only played reserve grade in 2019. So I'd like to it's think been, his efforts will be futile. Look, man, if, if it's been four years and he's maybe done programs and he's he's maybe started doing something with the charity, I don't have a I don't care if he plays. I don't think he's good enough anymore. Hmm. I, I just I don't think he should get another chance, but anyway. If you're on steroids, if you take steroids, how how long are you out for? Four years. Four years. Oh, well, he's done four years. Mm. Who cares? Yeah. Fair enough. Boys, Suliasi Vunavalu is reportedly wanting to return to the NRL one year into his two-year contract with the Queensland Reds in Rugby Union. His exclusion from the Wallabies squad has prompted a backflip, so it remains to be seen where he will land if it is anywhere. Seriously, I love, how, did he, I love, how, does he, how does he not make the Wallaby squad? Firstly, it, that's a good was, point. But secondly, that's your main, I don't know, but that's his main reason. It's like, I didn't get in your squad. I'm coming back to NRL. It's like, okay. When you said excluded, it sounded like he was not picked for like, I think he didn't he, make it. I think it was, a, no, no, no. I'm pretty sure he, he did something in his first week. He did something in his first week when he was signed with the Reds that like, I don't know if it was drink driving. He did something. I, don't quote me on it. He did something illegal, and that's why they've excluded him. But regardless, it could be just because they don't rate him. And guess where he's, he's like, going? Bulldogs. Dolphins. The Dolphins. That's right. He can only play on the wing, so the dogs won't buy. Yeah. Oh. oh, okay. Damn. They need wingers. All yeah. his mates are there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, he'll go to Dolphins. I reckon you're right. But yeah, he's already he's, he's already kicking rocks. I'm just like, nah, I'm not doing it. And the Reds. Surprising, I know this answer, Clarky. The Reds aren't going too well in rugby union, so 
that's probably why he's like, yeah, I don't want to. I don't, <laughs> I'm coming back. Yeah. Well, the thing is, people so like one of the main reasons that these people go to rugby is because it's the it's the Wallabies contract where the where the cash where basically their salaries just get doubled. Yeah, just like cricket, isn't it? You get paid more for cricket Australia, don't you? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, he'll probably be back. I'm going to assume he'll go to the Dolphins too, Gildy, like you said. Moving on to the next player, Blake Ferguson's rugby career has ended before it began as the new Japanese rugby signing was arrested and charged for assault and possession of cocaine whilst in Tokyo. He has been held, this is fucking wild, by the way, in a Japanese prison for nearly two months for for that charge. He's still in jail. And there's rumored to, mate, no pale for fucking possession in Japan. They're wild about it. Like you can have a, like you can have a, a milligram of coke, and they're like, yeah, not nah, jail two months. See you, champ. So he's still in jail. Is he gonna get like jail time, or is? Well, I don't know. It's I, I it hasn't gone that far to the That's to crazy. the court date, but um, it's rumored that he's seeking an NRL return to play with the Knights upon release. <laughs> Do you know what? Look, man. He's better than Corey Norman. He's good enough to play. Yeah, but fuck. Yeah, but like, picking like, him up. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. I just, I just no bashed someone in to, Japan. No one wanted to pick him up before he went to Japan. No, 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 no one wanted to pick him up at the money he wanted. Uh, oh, that, that's so sad. Seriously, they toot their own horn and then they go to Japan and bash someone and they get arrested and have cocaine on them. Who did he bash, <laughs> allegedly? Uh, someone at a restaurant. It was like oh, a bar, okay. bar restaurant sort of place in Tokyo. <laughs> And then the cops come and start asking about the cocaine. He's just looking at him like real baffled, like this is normal. This is what I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do what Reese Walsh did and don't move on, and then they get arrested and forget to throw the cocaine out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, seriously. He's one, there's one the name you brought up. Yeah. I don't think he's going over to the he's not going over to the Warriors when they go back to New Zealand. Yeah, that's right. Yep. They um I reckon he's going to the Dolphins or back to the Broncos. Fullback. Mm. They don't need a fullback. Not be going. I think he will. Nah. Too much smoke there. The next one, boys. James Sigiaro, who in 2019 was banned for four years, as we spoke about, for use of a prohibited substance, to then have his ban halved, has officially signed for Manly's feeder side, the Blacktown Workers. Why did it get halved? Uh, they, oh, I know why. So he said... That he took a pro, he took like a steroid or you know peptide, um, accidentally because his mate had it in a milkshake, and then he's used the same blender, and it's <laughs> and that's how sounds he's like it. bullshit. Uh, <laughs> Clarky <laughs> believed sounds, me. Sounds perfectly reasonable. Yeah, yeah. so I got halves because they believed him. So yeah, <clears throat> the old tainted supplement. Um, yeah. I just read that as he signed with Manly. Yeah, he's with them. They need yeah. a hooker. I mean, yeah. that Croker played pretty well last year, I thought. Yeah. yeah. I, he's a good player. Seggy, I've always rated Seggy, so. I think it's a. Off the bench? I think it's a, yeah. I just read that as he signed with Manly, Manasi Fanu, whenever his thing, as soon as his thing goes, if it goes pear-shaped, they sack him. Seggy comes into the 30-man squad. Yeah. That, that Manasi Fanu hasn't played in three years. I, I can't see him being the same player. I can't even remember him playing, so I can't remember. 
You can't. He's not going to be the same player. I don't remember him being good because it was so long ago. Yeah, he was good. He was good, mate. It's so such good segues today because this is the last thing I had to bring up: the no fault stand down policy. Manasi Fainu, along with Tristan Saylor, are on that no fault stand down. But in the off season, Anthony Milford, Tui Kamikamika, and Curtis Scott joined them. Um, each of their who, offenses. Who's the third one? Curtis Scott. Curtis Scott. Oh, yeah. So each of those three, Milford, Kamikamika, and Scott's offenses relate to uh, a crime against a female. Allegedly. Um, allegedly. So they're on it. There's about there's five players. Do you boys still feel the same way about the policy being a good one? I, I don't think it is a good one. You don't? I, I, never thought, said you, I thought you liked it, but not the... No, that was you, Clarky. You said you liked it, but the criminal justice system takes forever to deal with it. And we're seeing that again with Faino. Like, mate. I think you're innocent until proven guilty, man. I think it's. But then, but then when you're proven guilty, you get let out after eight months. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> you just I think couldn't help yourself. Think... <clears throat> Who are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they're saying oh. they're, not even gonna, they're not even going to go back to court now. Who's you talking about, Guilty? Who is it? Yeah, we know. No, who is it? I don't know who you're talking about. And then two players who came out in his defence who got fined and lost their positions in... Now, <laughs> unbelievable. Ah, oh, got me a Marlin. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. We got him. We got yeah. him. Uh, just a yeah. great way to end it. I caught him on the line. Yeah. He's talking about Jared Hayne, everyone. That's what yeah. he's doing. You're not allowed to talk about Jared Hayne. <clears throat> well, he's innocent now. Nah, not yet. <laughs> he is. Uh, anyway, Clark, are you going to say something? <laughs> I don't know. The stand-down, I just, I, I like it when it works the way the NRL thinks it was going to work. Yeah. But it just doesn't mean that's the thing. It just doesn't. doesn't. Well, COVID, COVID was a big factor in it, but it also, Ooh. in general, it's still not quick. So. Even DeBellin, right? DeBellin, DeBellin. De like, come on, man. It's well, that's long. why, that's the highlight of when it doesn't work, when you go and get off. Mm. But like in the Curtis Scott thing, if he goes if he goes to a hearing in three months' time and gets found guilty, then it's like, well done, NRL. Yeah. Hard stand against violence against women. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. But they still get paid, so that's why I agree with it. They still get paid. They can still train. They can't market themselves. And why would you market someone that's, you know, been charged? It's really, really hard. at PR lessons, like, you know. Well, what about what about Milford and Curtis Scott? They're mm. they're two blokes that need to be able to play. Don't get charged. Don't don't get in trouble. Don't That's do it. silly things. Like I know it's easier for us to say it than them, but like not everyone gets charged every day. Like people don't get no. charged their whole lives. I, I don't know. Like don't put yourself you in know, this position. It, that's, you that's know when all. you're at a pub and a bloke walks past you, don't just punch them. <laughs> don't just punch them. Allegedly. For no reason. It wasn't me. Don't, don't, don't punch him. Don't punch him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, boys, we'll leave it that we'll leave it at that. I'm so G'd up to be able to argue rugby league for the whole we got a whole season ahead of us. Episode 40 is done. Next week, the our preseason episodes are hectic. Next week we've got our crystal ball predictions, reviewing teams, giving their positions, thinking who's gonna win the NRL. Who in the Super League? Clarky, I know you're G up about the Super League predictions. <laughs> and then the week after that, 
Teamless Tuesday, the most sought after, most popular announcement of teams every single year is round one for the NRL. Absolutely G'd up. Last year, we didn't even have a preseason. We like did three episodes in a night and Clark doesn't remember him because he had 10,000 beers and it was VB. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I'm G'd up. I'm so happy to have you back. I'm glad we're back. Boys, you excited? It's good. Fuck yeah. This is us. Let's do some research for next week. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I'll set you up. Lots yeah, of research. Let us know. Let, us know. Yeah. Let, let me know the Sarvo so I can start doing research. It'll okay. help with Supercoach too. Oh, Supercoach is back and tipping. Oh, my God. Remember when I won tipping? Oh, oh I remember that. And then, oh, I remember when I made the grand final for Supercoach? Oh, fuck, I was really good at those. You beat me, you bastard. I did. Fuck, I'm really good at that game. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, boys, like I said, it's good to be back. Thanks for coming on again. As usual... It is always a pleasure. It is never a chore. And a big thank you to our sponsors, Rusty Penny, The Aria & Co, and a reminder, our new sponsor, Akasha Brewing Company. Also, a big thank you to everyone for tuning in to the opening episode of Season 2 of The Sideline Story. That is a wrap from us here at the virtual studio. Go the Bulldogs. Go, Glory, glory.